Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we're talking about dealing with doubts. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the podcast today. You ready for a good one? I am so excited to talk to y'all about doubts today and how to deal with them. I know this is a major struggle for many of you is having these doubts and trying to figure out what to do with them. Um, But before we get into it, it's listener shout out time. So this review is from and LBS Flab and they wrote a couple of months ago, my OCD struggles took over my life purely focusing on my relationship. I experienced black and white thinking with extreme anxiety and I remember finding your podcast on a ride home and sobbing because I felt heard. My relationship was fairly new and the stress of the pandemic had sent me into an OCD frenzy where I was questioning everything and trying to run. Your podcast was literally the light into my personal awakening into self-love. It was your words of encouragement that gave me the strength to persist in being uncomfortable. Because of you, I felt supported and had the courage to seek a community of people who struggle with OCD and relationships. Thank you for bringing light to mature love and allowing me to find my own light in a really dark place. Thank you so much for that review and uh, just sharing your experience and um, good job working on yourself and looking to find that self-love and keep showing up for yourself. So thank you so much to everyone who has been writing reviews and just a quick reminder, we are doing a giveaway. So I'm giving away a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. Uh, I'll be selecting a winner randomly once we hit a hundred reviews. So if you haven't had a chance yet, go drop a review in iTunes on this podcast, send a screenshot of it to my email, mikelkristen at gmail.com and you'll be entered to win the giveaway. So today we're talking about doubts and many of us are very, very bothered by doubts having thoughts and questioning our relationship. Like maybe I don't really love him. Maybe this isn't right. Uh, Maybe there's someone out there that's better. Maybe she isn't the one. We have all of these different doubts and thoughts that come up. And many of us want to know why and wonder why we're having these thoughts. And if you haven't had a chance yet, go get my free three reasons for doubting your relationship video. That will give you some good insight into why you are experiencing these different doubts and thoughts. And you can go get that at mckelkristen.com forward slash doubt. That's M-C-K-E-L-L-K-R-I-S-T-E-N.com forward slash doubt. And you can download that video. So that's all about why you're experiencing doubts in your relationship. But today I want to talk to you guys about what to do with the doubts, how to respond to them. This is a big thing for a lot of us is, you know, how we do respond to them and how we should be responding to them. And one of the things people ask me a lot is how did you get the doubts to go away? I want to get these doubts to go away and they want to hurry and get rid of them. And one of the things I always say is I don't get rid of the doubts 100%. Doubts still pop up for me. And 
I know that may sound disappointing for some of you, but the thing is, the more we need our doubts to go away, the more intense they become, the more strong they are. And the way we respond to our doubts, how we react to them, actually is what allows them to not become so scary, not be so intense, and start fading away over time. And maybe they pop back up into your head, but it's not such a big deal. So I think about our doubts a lot like someone who loves to be right. Like if you know someone in your life, maybe a friend or a family member who is very insistent on being right all the time. And I want you to imagine this person for a moment, this person who just is so insistent on being right. I want you to imagine having a different opinion than them. And you're in the room having a conversation and they just start sharing their opinion. And they're like, this is how it is, very matter of factly. And it's not something you agree with. So how do you respond to it? Um, you know, I think an initial reaction for a lot of people might be to argue, right? To try to prove them wrong and try to show them why your opinion is correct. But when you start arguing with this person, all that happens is it becomes more and more intense and they start bringing up even more evidence and really insisting that they know how it is and that you're wrong and they're right. So the arguing just creates even more fuel to the fire. It makes things way more heated. Maybe you try responding by ignoring them or talking over them and you might just speak over them or just pretend like you didn't hear but what happens is they just repeat themselves and keep stating their opinion and talking even louder until you listen to them. They become even more vocal until you can get their attention. Another thing you might do is maybe you say, okay, well, let's research it. Like you think this and I think this, we're gonna research it and we're gonna figure out what the answer is. So you go to Google and you might find evidence on Google for their opinion and you might find evidence for your opinion. And all it does is leave you even more confused and them even more insistent that they're right and everyone's just more frustrated. And maybe what you do is you just said, okay, um, to settle this disagreement, um, figure out who's right, we're gonna go around and ask people. We're gonna ask other family members to weigh in, we're gonna ask friends, and we're gonna see who thinks is right. But, you know, some people think this person who is always right, they agree with them, and other people are like, no, they're totally wrong, and there's people going both ways, and again, people are adding their own opinions and becoming even more heated and frustrated, and all it does is create this big debate. And then maybe the last option you might have is you just listen to this person go on and on and on about what they think and why they're right and maybe even just succumbing to, okay, whatever, I, I agree with you, I'm just gonna believe whatever you say um, and get sucked into their story rather than holding on to your own opinion still. 
So any of these responses in a discussion where this person is so insistent on being right are gonna make it more emotional, more discouraging, more frustrating. And whatever they were wanting to be right about wasn't even that big of a deal to begin with. But now because of all this energy and effort we've put into trying to resolve it, it feels even more important. And it all of a sudden became a really big deal. And this person is even more insistent than the beginning that they are right. Now, this person is your brain. Your brain wants so badly to be right. Your brain wants to be right and to keep you safe even more than it wants you to be happy and to be able to enjoy your relationship and be in love because our brains love being right. And we respond to our brain and our doubts the same way we might respond unhealthily and unhelpfully to someone who's very insistent about being right. So we might try, when we have a doubt come up, we might have a thought like, oh, you don't really love him or her. And then you might try just talking over that thought. You might try ignoring it and shoving it down, like just trying to hurry and move on to the next topic, trying to pretend like that thought didn't come up for you, really just trying to shove it away and trying to hurry and think something else, trying to hurry and think a positive thought instead. But what happens in that moment when we try to talk over a doubt or a thought that comes up for us is it becomes even more loud and more intense. Just like, you know, if we talk over a person who's very insistent on this is my opinion and this is what's right. Another thing maybe we might do is we might argue with our brain. So maybe we have a thought like you don't really love him. And then what we start doing is we start trying to argue and say, no, I really do. Look, I did this. He does this. He's so amazing. Look at this. And we start giving our brains all this evidence for why we really do love him. But that doubtful part of our brain will argue back and become even more intense and even more stubborn that maybe it really is right we maybe research, we might have this doubt and start researching and be like, huh, maybe this is a legitimate concern. Maybe you really don't love him. Let's go find evidence for it. And maybe we go ask people, we ask friends, we ask family members, we get their opinions. And that just creates even more of a debate in our head. And then maybe what we do is we just start believing the doubt and listening to it and becoming consumed and wrapped up in this story. And just like a debate with someone who always thinks they're right, it's exactly what we do with our brain when our brain offers us doubts is, is we engage with a, our doubts in a way that makes them more intense and makes us even more anxious. So how do we respond to these doubts? The first thing is we need to label it as a thought. We need to be able to just recognize that the doubt popping into your head is just your brain. Like 
when you have a thought of, oh, maybe you don't really love him. Then you just be, oh, there's my brain being a brain rather than getting sucked in to the story and trying to debate or trying to prove something is just like, oh, there's my brain and acknowledge it. It's just kind of like when there's that person that always wants to be right, it's like, oh, that's just so-and-so. That's how they are is they want to be right. That's how it goes. And just kind of acknowledging like, oh, that's just them and not really getting sucked into it, not making it personal being able to recognize like, oh, there's just my brain having a doubt versus worrying about it and making it mean something. And then the next thing is to be able to acknowledge your brain. So rather than arguing with the thought, it's acknowledging that the thought's there. We don't need to shove it down. We don't need to try to hide it. Just like, oh, there's that thought and we can respond to it. So you don't need to engage or try to prove that it's wrong, but just saying like, oh, okay. So you have a thought like, maybe you don't really love him. And you could simply respond like, okay, maybe, whatever. Like we're saying, okay, there's that thought, whatever, maybe. and. We aren't engaging with it. We're noticing it, we're seeing it, and we're just letting it go. Like we don't need to try to ignore it and shove it down, but we also don't need to pay attention to it either. Like they're not really the right person for you. Maybe, whatever. You see it and you just kind of acknowledge it and then you let it go. Now. When you do this at first and you say maybe to your brain, what's going to happen is you're going to have a whole lot of anxiety come up for you. Sort of like when you're with someone that always wants to be right and they're telling you this is how it is and you just respond like maybe, you just say that. There might be a little bit of discomfort and awkwardness in that moment. You're not, you are used to wanting to argue with them. But instead, you just let the anxiety and the discomfort be there in the moment. And then what happens is after we kind of allow for the anxiety, what naturally the conversation kind of shifts and moves on to the next topic. And that's what our brain will do is we acknowledge the thought and say maybe or whatever to it. And there will be some anxiety that comes up for us and we feel that anxiety, and then naturally our brain will just kind of move on from it. Our brain will just go on to the next thing. Because when we start arguing and engaging with our brain, it becomes wiring in our head of like this thought, this doubt is very important. And that is what makes our doubts so strong and intense versus when we just see it and acknowledge it and just kind of let go of it, it trains our brain to realize like that thought isn't as important and powerful as we have been allowing it to be. Now that's not to say that our brain isn't going to offer us those doubtful thoughts again. 
just like that person who's used to always being right, like they'll probably try to argue with you again about something. But the more you practice that pattern of not engaging and just kind of letting it go, over time that person will get used to like, oh, I really don't debate or argue with them. And that's what our brain starts to do is our brain starts to learn of like, oh, there's not something to engage with here. We're retraining our brain that that thought isn't as important as it thought it was because we're not giving it the attention. We're not giving it the time of day like we used to. So like that person you know that maybe always wants to be right, maybe eventually at some point you'll be able to share your opinion with them. Maybe not. <laughs> but when you don't intensify the argument and you're able to just let things go, then what happens is you don't ruin your day with making this really intense, frustrating argument or discussion. You're able to just move on and allow them to have their own opinion and still be able to believe what you believe and enjoy your life and enjoy the rest of your day. And similarly, when we can allow our doubts to just pop up and let them go and we don't need to engage with them, then what happens is we are able to still believe that we have a really good relationship and that we do love our partner and we don't need to prove otherwise to our brain when our brain starts to doubt. And then we're able to let ourselves move on from the doubts and start actually enjoying our relationship and living our lives. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, you guys. And I will talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.